about to tell you sounds crazy. But you have to listen to me. Your very lives depend on it. This is not the end. You see, this isn't the first time. Now, we've had this conversation. What day is it? Judgment Day. You just came in with the fresh recruits. This is not the end. The invasion will fail, along with every soldier you are sending. We lose everything. Come find me when you wake up. You do know what's happening to me. What happened to you happened to me. You hijacked their power. I need your help. With what exactly? Winning the war. We can do this. Just come here every day and I'll train you. This is not no matter what I do, it's as far as you go. Why does it matter what happens to me? soldier of course you're not you're a weapon This Should Have Won an Oscar, a podcast where we talk about films that, get this, should have won an Oscar. Connor McPartland alongside younger brother and co-host Ada McPartland. Say hi to the people, Aiden. Hello. In this episode, we will be talking about Edge of Tomorrow, released on June 6, 2014, and had a budget of $178 million. It made $370 million. At the box office, it was directed by Doug Lineman and written by Christopher McQuarrie. Aiden, why should Edge of Tomorrow have won an Oscar? I think the main reason is that it's just a really fun and well-made action movie. I think that that is really the main reason. I think most people, after they watched Groundhog Day, were like, you know what? I want to see that movie, but I want to see some explosions in there. And that's what essentially this movie is. Tom Cruise is like in a war with aliens or something. Every time he dies, the day gets reset. It's, a, it's an idea that I would say hasn't been done enough. It's like the kind of day setting. Because I can only think of three, Groundhog Day, this, and Palm Springs. Those are the only three movies I can think of off the top of my head that do that. And all of them bring up really good ideas of what that would happen to someone. 
what is your favorite? I mean, obviously Groundhog Day is like the number one for yes. day starting over, mm-hmm. but what's second for you? Probably this. I love Palm Springs though. Palm yeah. Springs is really good. We we can't say that we're gonna do it because I, I mean we don't I mean, know. We don't know, we don't know what's don't gonna know. happen at the time of this podcast. Yeah, we don't really know. The, the, there's been no award shows at the time of this podcast, so we have no idea how Palm Springs is going to fare. Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day uh, is is yeah. kind of like we're gonna bring it to the teens and we're mm-hmm. gonna have teen show. And then Russian Doll brought it to television, yeah. and they did it for the television world. Um, and then to like the scope of this movie, it's really interesting because. This movie, besides Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, who I would argue, I, I would argue that Emily Blunt is a huge movie star now. Would you yeah, argue you could that? definitely make the argument for that. Because, I mean, I if she is, I if, don't think there's yeah, any argument. Yeah. I just think she is. If this year goes the way that we thought it was going to, she had A Quiet Place 2. She had this Jungle Cruise with Dwayne Johnson that was going to oh come out. Oh my God, out. I forgot about that. She, had, she just had an indie movie that went straight to, to Amazon. And that's like the makings of, that's like a yeah. regular year for a movie star. And, and then, then in 2018, she got nominated for two SAG Awards and won one of them. Yeah, she was Mary Poppins she and was, was in a big Poppins. time horror movie. So anyway, I, it has Tom Cruise, it has Emily Blunt. I don't really care about anybody else in this movie. I don't think you're supposed to care about it. Like, it's just so weird. And it, it, it's all on the shoulders of Tom Cruise yeah. and Emily Blunt. Now, there's people like Bill Paxton and Brendan Gleeson and, and people like that. But it all relies on the shoulders of them. And mainly Tom Cruise, yeah. too. But he does a really great job in this movie. This is one of the... I feel like now at the... This is like the the like greatest Tom Cruise... The last great Tom Cruise performance, I oh, think. Mm, yeah. Probably. I think. Because I don't think in Mission Impossible, like, he's, Ethan Hunt is, you know what I'm, what yeah, I'm trying to say? he doesn't really do a lot of acting in that. He's exactly. Great in he's great in but, like. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He's a great action star. After This is the last one where he's actually acting, mm-hmm. where you can actually okay. see. Yeah. I mean, that entire scene where he and Emily Blunt share that moment, and mm-hmm. and she reveals her real name to him. Like, that's actual acting. That's actual Tom Cruise acting. And it seems like that this is the last performance that we get from him. And it will be interesting to see if we ever get a performance like that from him again. Yeah, I mean, when you think Tom Cruise action movie, you think guy who's not afraid of anything. But in this movie, his character, like, isn't a hero. That's how it starts off, is that he doesn't want to go to war. He's the face of, like, the good side. But he has never fought in a war, and he doesn't want to. He'll blackmail people to to prevent him from going to war um so so it's just so weird that the movie can hook me in with that even though i don't care about any of the other characters in this movie but you're right the do-over concept the day repeating concept and by the way i think it's edge of tomorrow i don't know what there's live die repeat stuff came from because that's the bigger words on the poster. I don't know how the tagline for the poster <laughs> became. It's literally just because of the poster. Because you look at the poster, it's bigger. Huge. I don't know who decided to do that. But um, that person probably got fired. Combine, yeah, I hope so. Combine that. Combine the Groundhog Day concept with a great action movie. Yeah. That's really cool. And not even. Not e- and it is kind of changing the formula a little bit, right? Because every time he dies, the yeah. day repeats. It's not. Like in Groundhog Day, you know, the, whenever the day ended, the day repeated again. Um, so this was directed by Doug Lyman, uh, who just, I mean, really underrated director, I think, because yeah, he's absolutely. done 
the Swingers, Go, The Born Identity, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Jumper, Fair Game, Edge of Tomorrow, American Made, the last movie he directed. I mean, I think that we'll... That is a solid IMDb. That is a solid that IMDb. Is a really solid. IMDb. I think we'll definitely talk about Born Identity and Go on this podcast. Oh, yeah. You still need to see Swingers. I've, I've seen like the last hour of it. And you still need to see Mr. and Mrs. Smith, which is one of the most underrated action movies of all time. It's really good. Um, but then it's also written by Christopher McQuarrie, who got his, you know, he wrote The Usual Suspects, won the Oscar, and then went on to write The Way of the Gun, Valkyrie, The Tourist, Jack Reacher, Jack the Giant Slayer, Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, The Mummy, Mission Impossible, Fallout. It seems like everyone in this movie just kind of like, it would seem like it would be like, well, not high point of their career, you know, like they've already done a bunch of things. But then they make this, and it's just, like, out of the park. What a comparison between Doug Lyman and Christopher McQuarrie's IMDb's. Yeah. <laughs> like, Christopher McQuarrie's is a roller coaster. Yeah. Starting off at the very top, and then just bringing Slowly it down to the tourist down. and Jack the Giant Slayer. My goodness. Um, I mean, to- yeah, and Emily Blunt we should talk a little bit about oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, she's great in the she's movie. She's really great in this movie. Uh, the the great balance of unlikability mm-hmm. and then likability a little yeah. bit towards the end. Yeah. She plays a great um somebody who's outside of the house looking through the glass. Mm-hmm. Like she just she's great at not understanding what's really happening. Yeah, and I mean, what, what's your favorite scene in the movie? Because my scene is that scene where he where she finds out that. That is up there. Really, any scene with both of them. Like, I right. really like the scene the first time where Tom Cruise is walking through that, like, training thing, trying to get to her. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I really like that scene. But probably my favorite scene is the first battle sequence. Oh, the okay. The first time he jumps in. Right. And that's, like, really... The first time I watched it, I was, like, really stressed for some reason. Mm-hmm. Even though I knew that there's still, like, an hour and 40 left in this movie. It's probably going to repeat. Right, yeah. But it's, its ability to have me so stressed like that, I think. And also, it's just really well done. Mm-hmm. Really well done. Everything looks great in this movie. Everything looks great. The The weird aliens look great. That's another thing, too. I don't understand the plot of the movie. Yeah, like, I, don't I don't understand, understand why the aliens are there. I don't understand why some are of Are they them even have aliens? Like, I, don't like, know, I, don't, I don't know what they are. Yeah. I don't know why some of them have like this weird time blood in them. But I don't care, and yet I somehow kind of understand enough of it i also don't understand like why so some of them have the time blood i guess right yeah. and, and so that's why the, all the people who died who definitely got alien blood on mm-hmm. them yeah. they didn't go through what tom cruise went through interesting um so let's talk about the 2015 oscars for the 2014 movie year best picture nominees that year were american sniper birdman boyhood the grand budapest hotel the imitation game selma the theory of everything and Whiplash, really, Birdman really, won. Really solid year. Solid. I thought Oscar. that there were nine. There were only eight that there year. Only eight? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. One, two. Oh, wait, no. Maybe there was one, two, three, really four, five, six, right seven, here. eight. Yeah, only eight. Only eight. picture nominees. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that's like a great lineup. You have like the indie movie with Whiplash, the high-budgeted indie movie, indie quirky comedy, Grand Budapest Hotel, the classic... Um, Oscar bait imitation game and the really great dramedy Birdman and the the blockbuster, and the blockbuster in American, American Sniper, Sniper. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so I think out of those, I think to your point, I mean, it's a solid lineup. I don't know how many of them we're still talking about six years yeah, later. Not a lot of them have yeah. lived on. Imitation Game hasn't really, uh, Theory of Everything hasn't. No has. Yeah, like, no one's. I think that has gotten bashed the most. Yeah. And I think even though American Sniper was a moment, mm-hmm. and it's certainly going to be remembered as this huge movie that nobody expected to make as much money as it did, um, which I I think it might have made just like fifty million dollars less than this movie. I mean, it was it was up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I do think that there are definitely some dozen here, but like the high movies are like really high, yeah. like decade and list. Right. High. So I I would think now looking back, The Edge of Tomorrow probably should have gotten it the best picture nomination. Have. It probably should have. It was huge. I don't think anybody hated it like everyone loved it it's a story driven movie just as much as it is an action movie even though i don't understand the story at all but i mean i can and for an action movie there aren't there are a lot of sequences in which there isn't much action like you mentioned it already the scene where tom cruise and them are just talking Mm -hmm. in a house yeah really any scene with um there's a lot of things with them just talking to each other and not much is happening right right before the big climax of the movie where they go and there's like a five to ten minute span of like that group just together um, best original screenplay uh, for that year: Birdman, Boyhood, Foxcatcher, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Nightcrawler, Birdman One. Could you make the argument that maybe Edge of Tomorrow should have Tomorrow slipped in there? Slipped in there. Now, I guess we have bashed on the story a yeah. little bit, so maybe that's an indication that it it's shouldn't be in there. Movie. That's one of the reasons why I appreciate the movie so much is that it's a filmmaking kind of movie. It's not necessarily a screenplay movie. Yeah. It's like Mad Max. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie took like half a year to shoot or, or took a full year to make or yeah, anything like I would, that. Yeah. Cause it is, I mean, it is, I, for one, I know Doug Lyman likes to do that and he likes to get multiple takes out of, out of actors, but I mean, just the, the set pieces and yeah, how very large scale movie. everything is CGI, but it doesn't look CGI. A lot of effort. A lot, a lot of, of effort. effort. Um, well, which one would you have uh, taken out? I mean, I don't. Foxcatcher is not a movie that a lot of people have talked about since yeah. it came out. Um, so I probably would have taken that one out. Also, do you think Birdman should have won? I. Th- <sighs> it's a tough one. It's Honestly, a tough one. I like. I think I do like the writing in Birdman more than Grand Budapest. I think. The whole like screenplay. This is one of the years as an example where like I'm confused on like how they're going for. It. Are they going for the best movie mm-hmm. or like the best screenplay or maybe like the best idea or structure i mean grand budapest has like the best story it has yeah, a better story than birdman story is incredible the fact that it has essentially three different movies in it right I understand all of it but birdman is like the dialogue is perfect in that movie exactly that's why i said birdman and i would even if you put edge of tomorrow in here i would still take birdman or grand budapest maybe um, i'm just saying grand budapest because i really want wes anderson to have an oscar he'll get there maybe he'll get their french dispatch we don't maybe. know um any final thoughts on edge of tomorrow Ooh, such a well-made movie i've already said that a whole bunch but this really is a well-made action movie from mm-hmm. the directing the acting from everyone is really solid it feels weird to even call it an action movie I and i think it was it just feels weird to say that and it's it's lived on six years later not necessarily as an action movie, but yeah. just as a It's a, it's a, a story-driven action movie, and especially in the 2010s, I don't think we were really right. getting them. Like, even Mission Impossible Fallout was still, like, an action movie. Like, oh, something's gonna happen. They're they're in an enclosed space, and yeah. there's, like, and we're gonna go from motorcycle scene to helicopter scene. Like, even the Marvel movies, like, don't have a story driving them. You mm-hmm. know, it's more of just, like, the characters. Yeah, I feel like all the, the true cinephiles of the world that are, like, 
Marvel movies are destroying cinema and, and all these movies going to Netflix are destroying cinema. I feel like they maybe would have given Edge of Tomorrow a pass. Yeah, probably. Because they're like, it's a pretty fun movie. Yeah, it's pretty fun. There's actual story to it. Tom Cruise is actually acting. Some really great moments in there. Mm-hmm. I was really confused about the ending, though, the first time I saw it. I had no idea what it was saying. I mean, setting up a sequel, question mark? I swear, I, this is this is an example. I don't want a sequel. I don't want movie. a sequel to it This either. is a perfect one movie thing. I don't want a sequel to it either. Okay, well, uh, that was Edge of Tomorrow. On the next episode, we will be talking about the Florida Project. So uh, don't forget to listen to that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Should Have Won an Oscar. Goodbye.